Yo, welcome back to another episode of On Spot Sports. I'm Jack and today's episode we're joined by a very special guest, current professional hockey player and Ice Ward champion Ryan Devine. Ryan most recently played in the SPHL with the Knoxville Ice Bears, as well as playing in the Federal Prospects Hockey League, the Southern Professional Hockey League, and the East Coast Hockey League throughout his career so far, as well as having a stint in Slovakia. He is also the most recent signee of the ECHL's Kansas City Mavericks. Uh, congrats to Ryan on that. Um, I'm very excited to dive right into, into everything. So uh, welcome to the show, Ryan Devine. Yeah, thanks for having me. It's quite the intro. <laughs> yeah, of course. Everything down. What else do you need to know? <laughs> there we go. We're gonna we're gonna talk about talk about everything, and uh, we're gonna talk ice wars, talk your professional career. But first, I want to get into like you're born in Wayne, Pennsylvania. So like, what was it like growing up and growing up from youth hockey into junior hockey? Uh, yeah, up on the outside of the Philly area, you don't really have much knowledge about junior hockey over here. Um, you had little flyers and junior flyers, but, uh, not much of, uh, the USHL talk unless you were kind of, you know, you were a star at 12, 14 years old. Um, you know, we, we, I kind of first heard about it when Johnny Gaudreau was coming up and played against him when we were younger, but um, I didn't really know much about juniors until after I'd already been to university. So um, it wasn't until after my first year of college, I talked to a kid that I uh, played high school hockey against, and he was just talking about coming out to his team and how fun it was. And I wasn't ready to, uh, be sold yet on being a gym teacher so I uh, tried juniors out after going to college for a year and a half and uh, and it just took off from there yeah and like throughout that time like you spent time with the Dells Ducks and the MNJHL as well as the Southern Oregon Spartans and the WSHL so like what were those first first two years like of junior hockey for you since that's a bit of a transition from the college life yeah uh junior hockey was fun i remember it was my last uh college game i actually didn't know it was my last college game but my last college game i played in it's funny because there was a line brawl and i had two guys up against the glass there's like a i get come in late but i grabbed two guys and it was like when Bufflin was on the Jets and he just grabbed the Vegas Golden Knights it was in the playoffs. He just starts ragdolling them. And I'm just like, don't get into a fight. And I was like, your team needs you. You'll get kicked out. You could get, you could get, you could you know, miss several games. I don't know what the rules are. I was so scared. Little did I know that was my last game before I went and played juniors and fought, um, you know, as much as I could. After my first one, I loved it. So, um, yeah, kind of just they kind of kept rolling in after the first one. Yeah, that's that's a way to end your for your last college hockey game is getting into a into a fight and just having two guys just wrestling them down. Yeah, but not throwing any punches because I knew I was going to get in super trouble and not play. And then that's one of, that's one of the if I could go back, I would have done that one a little bit different. But um, can't complain where I'm at now. Yeah, not not worth the sussies at the time. But then, uh, then you found your way into Toronto Blue Ice Jets in the in the GMHL before going on to your professional career with the Watertown Privateers and the Federal Hockey Leagues. Like, what was that year like for you and that transition between the GMHL to your first stint in Watertown? Yeah, I was. I wasn't supposed to take that route. I uh, had committed to Worcester University. Um finishing up my year with the Southern Oregon Spartans. And uh, I was out in that area and went and visited the school and called the coach and, you know, let him know I was, I was taking a, a tour of university, my family and uh, couldn't get a hold of them. So uh, just kept on with our, you know, self tour, went, saw some uh, dorms, uh, 
finally located the rink. It's like 15, 20 minutes, I believe, away from campus. It wasn't the end of the world, but when you got there, it's dark. The bleachers are those wooden pullouts from, you know, built in the 60s. It was, it was an old, small barn, which could have been cool, and I heard they, they do well. But uh, I don't know. I just had a bad feeling. And right after that visit, I uh, remember I got called to go play in Toronto for the, the Blue Ice Jets. So I took it as a sign. The guy told me if I come play juniors, he'll he'll find me a spot in the CHL after the season's over. Luckily, I had a good season. I think I had 85 points, which is will never happen again for me. I don't care what league. But, um, yeah, I, I, I put up some points. And, you know, after, after uh, two, three points uh, in that game, I would fight because after a fight, you get kicked out. So I'll, I'll get my points, have a little fun. And then uh, watch the third. It was, it was, you know, uh, I was 21. So playing against 16, 17-year-olds, look at other people that have come from that league. There's guys in the, you know, the coast right now coming from that league. Um, so so don't be careful how, how badly you talk about that league because there's some hidden gems in the G. But, uh, yeah, uh, Clarky called me to Watertown, uh, the privateers. Uh, played eight games. Uh, didn't get to play in playoffs. You needed 10. One of the games never got rescheduled. So it was one game short. Uh, it was hard going home, watching them go and, you know, compete in the playoffs. But uh, went to uh, Danbury the following year. Uh, rough season with uh, concussions. I will say that. Uh, that was my first ever stint with. I got, I got a, a head to the chin on a check and I just collapsed and. I was out for three months. Um, you know, like I said before, I, I wasn't able to uh, leave my bedroom without sunglasses on. The light, I was so sensitive, sitting up off the couch, uh, getting head rushes was not fun. I thought my career was over, but went back after like month three, right before playoffs, finished the season. And uh, they didn't want me back the next year, which is okay because I went to Port Huron and beat them in the finals. So, it was a, uh, I wouldn't say a fairy tale ending, but uh, it was cool beating the team that didn't want you back. And then uh, called it a career for a bit. Didn't have any yeah. call up my time and uh, started teaching fitness in New York for two years, uh, two and a half. I took some time away, got into real estate in Atlanta, and then moved to New York City, got into fitness. And then, uh, Got the itch, was in super in shape, went back to the Fed. Eight days later, I got called up to the SB. So finally got out of there. And uh, and then the next year, COVID hit, and we all took a fall. What was that, two years? Or, yeah. Yeah, two, I, like one and a half, two years, so something like that. I'll try to skip forward. Uh, got lucky with a, a, a job in Slovakia. Only played four games, but it was coming down to – the wire they'd playoffs and brought me in as a fighter only had two fights. One was the strongest human I've ever met on skates. Uh, I tried to push him and he was just so, you know, self-set, like uh, grounded into that ice. I went to push him and I went backwards and the shirt came through the Jersey and it just ended quickly. I was just like, what the hell? But other uh, one, uh, I got, I, uh, I laid up, uh, what happened? I laid out some guy coming out of the zone, coming across the blue line, and then uh, one of their Canadian defensemen came across the ice, and I was right at the end of my shift, was gassed. I don't know. I don't even remember throwing anything, but we ended up falling, and that was it. So, Slovakia, sorry. Uh, you didn't get a, a show, but um, it was COVID, so there weren't many people watching, but uh, Slovakia was a hell of a time. Three months there is plenty. It was COVID, not you know, not to be rude. It was COVID, but uh, it was cool. I think I, I mentioned before about uh, living there downtown. They had a thirteen uh, hundred year old castle, and uh, that's probably the coolest place I've ever been. So, 
Yeah, and it was like that. right outside your your living room window, right? Yeah, as we talked before, it was uh, you could look right out the living room window. You could walk. We lived above a cafe, me and my roommate, and uh, the views um, from right down the hill. You know, it's it's a hundred yards away, but it's up on this hill. It looks so far yet so close, and just a shame it was closed because of COVID, but. I probably got a hundred pictures of that castle on my phone. Would definitely go back to see the inside, but playing hockey in Slovakia just not my speed. <laughs> I what, what, was the, what was the difference in skill there? Uh, all the fast players were all 16, 17, 18 years old. You know, I was 28. All the guys that were like my age were we're already youngsters and, and at, you know, out of their prime, but like we're uh, rookies in the KHL when team, yeah. when you know, teams had to have like a U 18 year old kid, three of the guys on my team played in the KHL. And then the guys that were slower than me all had 10, 15 years in the KHL and were just ahead of me, you know, mentally fit. Uh, they just knew the game way smarter. Um, it's just a different game. You don't see much forechecking out there. You don't ever see a, a puck dumped into someone's corner and, you know, laying a big hit and over in Europe. It's it's unheard of. Yeah, so it was was not uh, the best place for you for you to be, like, and, and, and for your game. Yeah, it's not my style. It's okay. Yeah. But you, you, had, a, you had a great time there with, uh, with, every, with your li- living situation and everything like that. So, hey, that's a plus. Yeah, it's a small world because uh, my roommate was actually uh, an old teammate of my brother. So uh, Aaron Barisha was my roommate in Slovakia, and I played with his brother when I first went to Watertown Privateers in 2014, I believe. Yeah, wow. It's a small, small world. Never know who you're gonna who you're gonna meet and or whose brother you're gonna meet or anyone like in the family that have played at a at a high level like that and like everyone knows each other in some way or another. Right. Yeah. We're awesome. But, We're awesome. I know we we had to do this again. We lost we lost audio, but uh I don't want to keep running my mouth, but what else uh what other questions? <laughs> I don't wanna just keep talking about where i played but uh yeah but uh like what like you you talked about like the pizza in slovakia like what what like what what was the food like there yeah that was a little different i did i did eat when i was over there but i lost a lot of my strength in slovakia i uh i was trying so hard to get into lineup and none of them spoke english other than like one like the, one of the assistant coaches, but it was, you know, every day working on, you know, footwork and all that crap. Yeah. Uh, it did me great, but I was so weak. I don't know why, but I, uh, finally get into the lineup and just wasn't eating as much as I should have been. But, uh, yeah, one of, one of the favorite dishes over there, everything was fine. You just needed to add your own salt and pepper. Everything's yeah. needed. <laughs> There's a lot of stuff in here that in uh, in America that you won't see on the shelves there because it's just the CDC shut it down. Like there's uh, the amounts of sugar and things over there. Everything's got to be natural. Nothing can be added. But uh, yeah, we're talking about the pizza. Um, I saw it first on the road when we went to uh, Polprad and after the game um getting on the bus and there's ketchup there's a there's a walkway there's a there's a was it a staircase in the front but then there's a staircase in the middle kind of like a like a septa bus or whatever kind of bus you see in the cities but it was elevated but they had the stairs in the middle and it was food and ketchup and i saw the pizza boxes and i was like that's a lot of ketchup is there like what was the other option? Chicken fingers and fries or whatever. But um, the ketchup was for the pizza, and the pizza was only one kind, and it was 
tomato and cheese, normal cheese pizza, but then it had sliced ham and corn. And that was it. And guys were just unloading ketchup. And it was, it was, it was pretty gross, but it tasted good. I had to try it. It's just sugar on, you know, on top of more sugar, corn, and then uh, Canadian bacon and then pizza. It's a weird combination, but it, it works, I guess. It wasn't my I've, favorite. I've never heard of corn on pizza. That's a, that's a new one. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it was different. Whatever. It worked. It worked. It was free. <laughs> yeah. Hey, you gotta, you gotta get all the, all the free shit that you can. Yeah, I got, I got pretty lucky with uh, how well they treated me over there. What they, they gave me as souvenirs and stuff like that coming back home. that's always great to have that stuff like from from the organization just like it's it's a good like well or it's like a good welcoming goodbye to your to the organization yeah after retiring the first time i still was i liked to collect you know things on my way out because you never know when it's going to be your last game so ever since i've come out of retirement i've tried to collect what i can and you, you never know what's uh when it's going to be your last. So what's been the best uh, thing that you collected so far? Um, collected. It's mainly just gear. And I would say Slovakia, uh, the trenching, they gave us our away jerseys. They are yellow, but um, I got, I walked around the room and had every guy sign it. So there's a, there's a few guys that are on NHL contracts on that team. But uh, other than that, I got to keep the gloves and the, the helmet. It's cool. It's got the, uh, the sticker on the front. Then they got like – they do their logos in like the back. Yeah. And then uh, the gloves were just, you know, top-notch. Uh, everything was double-stitched. The logo on the thumb. That was really cool, but other than that, uh, I, I gotta say, I just all the pictures I took over there. They have a they have a museum inside the rink from oh, that's sick from the the club, the Dukla Trenchin and uh, Team Slovakia. Um, right from when they split from the Czech Czechoslovakia back in ninety. Two, I believe, 91, 92, 90, maybe 90. But uh, they have all the equipment from, they have like a, a knife and it's it's wrapped around a uh, bone and the bone was the skate and the knife went into the bone and that's what the skates were back then. Wow, that's, uh, wow. I, I couldn't imagine what the, the skates are like back then and just like how you're able to skate on that and on, on the blades like that. Yeah. I think there's a lot of trial and error with putting a knife on the bottom of a, it was like a forearm bone. Wow. That's, that's nuts. You, it's a historic piece in the, the hockey world. Right. Yeah. It was cool seeing all the guys that, that made their uh, way to the NHL. there, like uh, Chara, Hulsa, Gabaric. Uh, Tatar, I believe. There's a, a couple more now, but yeah, it was a really talented league. I remember we talked before about uh, the the talented guys in that league coming up because uh, it was COVID. There was no uh, OHL that year. Yeah. So you guys like, uh, you know, 17-year-old Brant Clark running the power play for, I think they're called Nova Zemke. And I was like, why don't, like, God, just hit this kid. But nobody could. It was so quick. Got the puck off the wall and was at the center of the blue line, lofting pucks in with maybe a stride. And maybe it wow. took him a second. But like, what the one, fuck is going on here? Yeah. I was like, what the, I, he's 17. It's crazy uh, how, how talented, how much, how talented and how, uh, younger they're getting every year yeah the game keeps getting quicker and quicker and like the it just changes like that every every single year it's a new step it's a step up from the year before 
Yep. Yeah, but then but then after your time in Slovakia, you spent time back in Watertown with the with the Watertown Wolves, where you guys won the championship. But you also got SP and Coast uh, calls as well to the Vermilion County Bobcats in the SP and the Fort Wayne Comets in the Coast. Like, what was that year like for you? Uh, that was a very stressful year. Had a lot of things going on back home, but uh, glad I went through it because once once that was all over, the weight that fell off my shoulders. Now I'm able to focus on just hockey. Uh, yeah. The very short future, but uh, it's bright. The next season coming up, so I'm excited to get started. Yeah, like what, what was it like winning the winning the championship with Watertown that year and just uh, be able to get that championship? Uh, it was my second one, so it was more, uh, way more special, um, especially being, you know, having the, the assist and, on the game winning goal in overtime yeah. dreamed about, but it was just more special. The team was, every team's different, but, uh, that had to be the most talented from goaltending, defense, offense, coaching, like that was the most complete team I've ever been on in a long time with perfect amount of vets. And I, I played with almost every single one of them in years past. So we had like six, seven vets that all had like almost 10 years experience. And then we had a bunch of rookies that just buzzed around. And um, yeah, we had, we even had a draft picked on that team. Um, he got 10 games in and played playoffs with us. Uh, we were stacked, but um it was special for sure. Uh, played a little bit bigger of a part. Um, but it was cool winning it on home ice in front of fans. Yeah, that's that's awesome, especially when you win it at home. And just the way you guys did with winning it in overtime and you getting, like, one of the assists with that with that goal. And, like, it just makes everything more, more and more special. Yeah. It was, I mean, you're on – we won by, like, a goal or two, so – Yes. Ice when the countdown was you've always dreamed about, but then you always dreamed about being on the ice for a game winning goal. Yeah. So the fact that they were both done that way, uh, you know, you, you can't plan it, but uh, couldn't have ended any better. Yeah. And like that, that's just, that's awesome. And then you get the chance to move up into the SPHL full time last season with, uh, with the Knoxville Ice Bears and, like you said in the in the other podcast that we uh that didn't have audio, you said like there was a great organization and like you have nothing but good things to say about Knoxville. It's like what was that organization like? Yeah. Oh wow, my time in Knoxville was uh definitely the best overall from beginning to end. The uh you get there and I think it's day two or three training camp. And uh, you'll never see this, but uh, it was the day University of Tennessee was playing Alabama. And our owner came into the locker room and him and our coach uh, decided to give us the rest of the afternoon off after our morning skate. We should have had a second skate in the afternoon, but um, they gave us off and then um, – we had to report the next day, but we had fun that night. Uh, after the first skate, they walked us all the way down to the stadium. And there's, I don't know, they could be wrong. It looked like 100,000 people out from where they get off the bus yeah. and walk into the arena. People are standing there for hours waiting on them. But uh, that was, you know, pretty cool watching that. Um, never really been to a, a college game day before, but their biggest win of the season, um, being down there, we didn't get inside the stadium, but, uh, being outside for all the fireworks and watching all the sad Alabama fans school. Uh, yeah. but, uh, we did get to go to a, uh, the boys went to a game against Mizzou. They dominated. It was cold. It was definitely awesome seeing all that orange and white, but, uh, yeah, that was that was a, a cool whole season. We got we had fr- a, uh, opening night. 
the uh, baseball team that came out and dropped the puck and uh we wore like uh Tennessee Bulls uh like their uniforms like the gray ones and uh, uh, how'd that look on the ice sick I would imagine those were cool uh I'm still willing to to buy my uh, jersey but um I talked to the guy recently who did buy it for 1500 he says I've I've gotten offered more for it. He's like, I'm still not ready to part with it yet. So I'll try him again in 10 years from now, but <laughs> I will get that jersey, Tim. Uh, yeah, so I, it, it was cool going to the, the football games. Um, it was annoying for a while because we didn't have games on Saturday nights because, you know, yeah. we're Saturdays. We couldn't compete with the football team. So it was Friday night at home, Saturday, Birmingham, Sunday home, like um, – and then uh, once football season was over, um, baseball season started up towards the end of our season. And uh, it was cool going to their games, um, having them support us. Um, and then, you, you know, you had the, the, the pro soccer team in town, the one knocks at the, with the USL. So there's, there's so many things to do, so many bars, uh, places guys could go. Um, you know, I was one of the oldest of the group. So I was, I, I, it was just in me to be DD and, uh, you know, not the biggest drinker, but, uh, I like making sure all the guys get home. I always had, I always get FOMO. So I, I, I'm always offered to, you know, be the DD, but, uh, you know, on ice, it was unfortunate because we had a, a good, the, you know, the right vets, uh, we had the right rookies. We just, I think we had a little bit too much, uh, not enough experience. Um, you know, there's, we just were under, under, uh, what's the word under, we're underworked by an older, uh, Huntsville team that got us in playoffs. You know, they just had five, six guys who, all retired this last season. They gave it their all, and we kind of just sat back and let them take it from us. Yeah, that that's a it's a great great learning experience from like games like that when like especially when the team has that much experience. Like they were in the playoffs the year before, and they're a big part of that that team. So just uh, like have like that experience like that does go a long way in the playoffs especially against a younger younger squad like you guys had yeah we were uh uh you try to look and make excuses but uh you can't you can't really make any yeah. we we had the most goals for but you know also had the most goals against i'm pretty sure so uh you can't win a championship like that but yeah yeah, and like, but like, I had the, the best time, even though, yeah, uh, we lost God, every, everything from Tennessee. There, you think everything in Knoxville is, is true, you know, guys joke about that. Dan Vegas, water Vegas, Knox Vegas is legit. It's uh, it's a, it's its own little small Vegas there. Um, you're on a college campus, you know, yeah, Knox Vegas right there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but uh throughout like the the season like you obviously put up a lot of good things. You were uh, put up uh 16 points, two goals, 14 assists and like it earned you a ECHL contract for this season with the Kansas City Mavericks. Uh how excited are you to go to Kansas City this season? Yeah, it's the first time in a while where I've had to pick between more than one or two teams. Um it's been a stressful last month. Uh, I'd like to credit, you know, what uh, I was able to do this past season. And we'll get into it, the mix of, of what Ice Wars also did, but um, the connections and uh, people's eyes it caught. But uh, it was it was hard choice, but... Um, with coaching staff, you know, location, division, uh, where the team's headed. Um, it was an easy choice to go with Kansas City. Yeah, and, like, I, I want to wish you the best of luck there. And, like, 
getting yeah. back getting back to the coast uh there's there's nothing better and especially when you're just working up the the professional ranks and uh spot like kansas city is unreal yeah it's gonna be hard being an eagles fan but um i don't know i i, I i'm sure i'll get to a cheese game while i'm there but uh i'll definitely be wearing some eagles gear yeah, absolutely. But like throughout throughout the course of your career so far, like what has been like the biggest thing, the biggest thing you've learned throughout your career? Um, biggest thing I've learned throughout my career. <laughs> wow, so many. Uh, I remember my very first trip to the front of the bus when I was in Watertown, privateers. Uh, first time I ever heard it in my life, I was 21 years old. And when Clarky called me to the front of the ice, Nick Nieder grabbed me right by the forearm before I went up and pulled me backwards. And he said, he said, sit down. And I was like, I was like, I gotta go talk to coach. He goes, I know, shit, sit down. And I was like, all right, what, what's up? And he goes, be a sponge. And I go, what does that mean? <laughs> and he goes, whatever the hell he said, you know, Whatever that he says, you say, yes, sir. No, sir. In the back of your mind, if you want to, you know, give him the finger and say, F you, you know, just do when you get back to your seat, but shake your head. Yes, sir. No, sir. Thank you, sir. And go sit down. <laughs> uh, yeah. Respect your elders. Neeter taught me a lot uh, in my eight games there. And then obviously he was my coach when I went to Vermilion County and playing against him in Macon. Uh, and he's been a, a good friend to rely on, good mentor. Um, biggest thing I've ever learned, yes, respect your elders, yeah. Yeah, that's uh, that's huge, especially because you're as especially when you're when you're a younger player, you're like a rookie and all that, like, and like guys obviously have been through the trenches and everything, especially the older guys. And like, just, uh, they know a lot more than you do, especially since you are a rookie, they know a lot more clearly. So just to be able to learn from them and be a, be a sponge around them as well as respect them. Yeah. I mean, you learn stuff like that. That's what you've taught as a kid, respect the elders, but yeah, it, go, it goes a long way. That, that goes a long way. Yeah whatever business you're in. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Life, life, sports, whatever it is, respect your elders. That and uh, there's a good quote that uh, that I remember in my early years. That was uh, it was like something about just comparison is your is your biggest like Man, I, I, I got to write this one down. It's short, but it's talking about just comparing yourself to others. and That'll just ruin you. That you, you'll, that's all you'll ever think about. Why didn't I get that call up? You know, why, why aren't I, you know, first power play penalty kill, first pairing? It's, you can't look at it like that. You got to do what's best for you. Play the way that you can play and, you know, Things things will will come. It, it it will always come. You always get your chance. You know, I'm 31, finally playing in my first, hopefully full season in the coast, and you kind of just gotta let things happen as they are. You obviously got to put in the work, but a lot of it, yeah, who you know, uh, luck, hard work, word of mouth, obviously not being, you know, a bad teammate, stuff like that. Yeah, respect your elders and uh, don't compare yourself to anybody else. There's only, there's only one of you. You just got to be better than you were the day before. Yeah, get that get that one percent better every day, and just worry about getting getting better. And don't worry about what anyone else is doing or like comparing yourself to how they play. You're the you're the reason where what where you're at because of what you're doing. Exactly. If you look at the last couple of years. You know, up and down all leagues it's it's uh only you can change that really 
Yeah. So you you are in control of or control what you can control because obviously you can't can't control everything like the call ups and everything, but you can you can control how you work, your work ethic, being a good teammate, all that. Exactly. Yeah, but uh, I want to get into Ice Wars a little bit here since you're uh, the recent champion this year for Ice Wars. So for those that don't know what Ice Wars is, what is Ice Wars and like what was Ice Wars like for you this season? Yeah, I remember being asked about doing Ice Wars last year, I believe. Uh, AJ Galante had reached out and talked about sponsoring me and whatever else sponsors I could keep. And uh, turns out Ice Wars, uh, it was definitely a fun experience. It was stressful at times, but uh, you got to put your own, your own work into it. If you're, if you're not making sponsors, you're, you know, getting yourself out there, uh, getting other businesses to promote you. That's where half your money's coming from. So, um, I, I owe a lot to my sponsors for helping me, uh, get in the shape that I needed to. I was, uh, paying for boxing classes, fitness classes, um, you know, not eating frozen pizzas at Walmart, but buying myself some good, decent, healthy food. And, uh, yeah, ice, ice wars is, uh, it's not hockey. It's the fighting aspect of the game. It's a mix of uh, boxing and hockey on synthetic ice in an octagon shape, uh, but you're wearing MMA gloves. So you're not hitting down to, when guys are, you know, fall down, same as hockey rules. Um, they were a little bit stiffer on the rules of when hel helmets fell off, but um, they didn't want guys getting hurt and falling down and hitting the head. But um, so the refs did their job. That's what they asked for. But, uh, you know, mine kept popping off in the first match. Other guys kept popping off in one of the, uh, the grudge matches. But uh, once they taped that on, uh, that's, that's where all my breaks went to. Uh, the elevation in Cheyenne is no joke. I, I went out to Denver a week before to get used to the elevation. I was rollerblading five miles a day with my buddy. And uh, that did not, it, it, it got me, you know, kept my uh, lungs fresh, but uh, you're still a thousand feet below than what it was in Cheyenne. And uh, I heard they said it was three times higher than it was when it was in Edmonton or wow. Calgary a couple years ago. So uh, that was the hardest part battling that. But uh, yeah, it was uh, supposed to be an eight man tournament. One guy had to back out because of uh, he's just long travel uh, guy wasn't uh too happy with the travel and just called it and went back home but uh that resulted in the guy who i fought in the second round got a bye so he didn't have to fight and uh yeah it was a seven-man tournament you 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 win you move on um they drew it up the day before uh, so we knew who we were fighting the day before. So they, I guess they couldn't have us watching film for two months. Stuff so like that. So you can that. scout them. Yeah. <laughs> it, it sucked because I, I it, everyone was scouting me. All, everyone was seeing <laughs> my videos. They kept asking me questions about this fight and that fight. And um, yeah, I, I swear it was cool. It was, it was, it was, I was glad to have uh, a few friends out there to support me. Um, I had a buddy in my corner. Uh, Shine was was crazy though. You're you you are that high up, and you don't realize it until you come out of the bar, and you're looking at these like green hills that like you're looking out at like a farm. But those are really those are mountaintops. They just have grass wow. on them. You're, you're on you're cloud as, cloud nine over there though yeah, with the elevation. Yeah, um, there wasn't much around. It was a, it was definitely a one horse town, but. Uh, yeah, I'm excited to have that done and over with and head, head into the hockey season, get all healed up. Hands are, yeah. hands are almost back. <laughs> uh, how long did, How long was it ago? It was like two weeks ago, right? 
it was two weekends ago tomorrow yeah. so you're your hand your hands are still uh still trying to heal from that yeah my middle finger is still a little swollen i injured it uh earlier in the season game three of uh the season it was uh in birmingham and i actually was just beginning to fight a buddy of mine back here in philly and my, my uh, middle finger got caught in oh. his can't really see it it's pretty big yeah got caught go. over pad and snapped and he went down and i went with it and it was just it was sideways it was pretty pretty gross it was, it was cool though but uh hockey player you had to finish the game and uh then i was out for a good month uh in a cast and then uh was pushing pucks around realized i could kind of shoot a puck and i felt like i, I wasn't doing any help you know sitting on the ir so yeah. played uh, a few months with the cast on and then uh, uh it was good enough for ice wars so uh luckily nothing bad happened but uh Walked away with a decent check and a crown. Yeah, luckily the season doesn't start for a couple more months, so you got time to let that thing heal. Exactly. Yeah, but what what was the feeling like when you got that final knockout in in uh, Ice Wars and you were the champion? Yeah, it's funny. It was the least nervous I've ever been. <laughs> <laughs> um. It got easier each fight. Obviously, it got UC elevation, but um, it was, uh, you know, it helped that I, I had fought uh, Andre Thibault um, two years ago when I was in Watertown. And uh, I knew what to expect. And also, he just had a big tilt with uh, Callan Big Snake, who's 300 plus pounds. And. Oh. Andre beat him in uh in a what they called an icebreaker, which was overtime. So a 32nd round three. And uh uh yeah, I got it with an uppercut. It was kind of like the wrist, it was kind of my forearm. <clears throat> um and I just got him in the jaw and yeah, he he called it. I think uh I think that one uh, rang his bell a little bit. Yeah, and then but and then you got the you got the crown and and the paycheck, so yeah. happy happy yeah. life right there. Yeah, <laughs> it was. Uh, I wasn't too excited about getting the crown because obviously it was uh, obviously I have it here for you. But there we go, there it is. Everyone jokes are about me if uh, now I can go work at Burger <laughs> King. Brown and you're brown. you're the mascot of Burger King now. Yeah, now I can just walk up to Burger King and. <laughs> I get free meals at Burger King. That's what this is. It's cool. That'll go in the man cave someday. But uh, the the money was nice too. Uh, like I said, uh, I, I love grabbing souvenirs from places. I'll show you. One thing I brought back with me was uh, one of the uh, posters on the board. On the boards, if you watch the fight. Yeah, a whole lot. Up, you can see the blood on it yeah there there we go the real the real thing real deal i don't know whose blood it is but it's in my living room <laughs> you have someone's dna in your in your living room yeah oh geez <laughs> yeah walk but, away, uh, good, good times though yeah i mean it's just like any other uh you know pro weekend uh where you might go out to the bars after, and if you see a guy on the other team that you fought, you're drinking beers with him. It's yeah. many times before, and it was it was cool drinking with all them after celebrating. Everybody's all good vibes, and uh, it was a night I will not forget. That was that was cool going to war with those guys, and then sharing stories and talking about next year. And uh, yeah, I'll I'll definitely cherish that moment. Yeah, those those are the best times when you fight. You fight a guy that night, and then go grab a beer with him, and like you're you're like best friends with him after that. Yeah, I, I'd say I'm I'm still in contact with three or four guys that I've fought over the years. Just oh, where are you playing this year? 
just you know stuff like that it's not it's not often but it's I'll, I'll get a message once in a while from guys that i've gone to battle with so Ooh. yeah that's that's on that's awesome and like that like that's why the hockey community is so close because just things like that happen, and then like you go go to war, go to battle against guys, and then and then just enjoy the time, share stories off the ice, like like you said. What's well, about? It's where the the friendships start. Uh, absolutely. But uh, before we wrap things up here, I have a few Q and A questions that uh right. people put up on instagram so uh what's been your most memorable fight not counting ice wars yeah not not counting ice wars uh Whew. uh a lot of them were this year i mean i've never had a guy talk so much and uh, be so much bigger than me and then not drop his gloves just to get a penalty and start off the game with a power play when really it didn't work. We got yeah. one and one, and uh, I chased him the full length of the ice. And uh, I got lucky. I, I I threw a few punches. I got him pretty good, and he never dropped his gloves or his stick, and he we each, we each got two minutes for roughing. Hey, so two, that, two is better than five was, there. That one was different. Uh, I mean, that will always stick out. Um, fights this year in the past. I think my first ever pro fight was against Roger Taguna. Uh, like I said, still still contact with him. He'll, we see each other on social media. He's all the way up in none of it. Uh, land of uh, called, uh, Jordan Tutu where all the Eskimos are so I, I think I remember he told me a story that like uh, up there if you're not but if you're not uh, I can't remember what animal it was if it was like a sea lion or like a narwhal something crazy where like if you don't, you, you're not a man until you kill like a narwhal and that's like that's like age 10 or 12. Like <laughs> it's wild. He's, he's, you're, you're scanning, uh, elk up there at like age eight. <laughs> um, yeah, he was, he was a next level tough. Uh, I remember a steal over there. First one in the, in, in the federal league, same, same building. Uh, I had my first pro goal in and, I found out years later that that was the same arena that Wayne Gretzky had his first pro goal. In. Wow. He was in the, the WHL, with the, uh, the Oilers before they went to the NHL. It's a uh, Dayton, the O'Hare arena. O'Hare. Wow. Dayton. You have yeah. something in common with Gretzky. Right. Exactly. Uh, that, that's unreal and like not something you you will never forget that's for sure but uh the next one is uh dream nhl team to play with current yeah we'll go current current team i'd love to play with oh playing with someone like matthew kachuk would be fun yeah just cleaning up his mess um but uh, organizations, man. I love Philly, but not right now. <laughs> uh, I would say, I would say Philly in the seventies and eighties, but um, maybe also around the time Lindros was around, that would have been cool. But current NHL organization. Um, Boston, Chicago. Uh, I, I couldn't play in Toronto, that's for sure. Um, I like the one that I'm currently in with with Seattle. Yeah. I, I, I mean, we're we're talking a ways down the road, but it would be cool to get called up and go play in Coachella Valley. 
Yeah. Seattle, brand new organization, already in the playoffs, their second season. Uh, but I'm going to have to go with my final answer, playing in Vegas, being a Golden Knight. Uh, that would be pretty there's, sweet. There's no atmosphere other than yeah. what you what you I, see I, in Vegas. Like, that's an unreal yeah. atmosphere. Yeah. That's, that's a show over there. That, that'd be fun. Yeah, it was, it was definitely fun watching the the Vegas the Vegas games in the in the Stanley Cup because you just see the the show like that whole environment's absolutely buzzing. Yeah, that would, that's that's definitely an arena I got to get to before. Uh, I I start to have kids and can't travel. You know, I got to get yeah. to a Vegas. I, I I agree a hundred percent with that statement. It's uh you it's a must must visit. What's your what's your team you want to play for if you could? Probably it's tough. Probably probably hometown kid. So probably the Blackhawks. Yeah, because like it's an orig- original six. Like Been all the all the history and everything. Like that's and from Chicago. So obviously, I got to go to the Blackhawks. Went to a game there when I was playing in Quad City. I saw I was sitting right by the bench, third row. They won in overtime. It was pretty cool. Yeah, especially whole, when you get the game in overtime, crowd goes wild. It was wild, but it was cool. The whole the whole arena was singing the national anthem. You get chills every time. Yeah, right. Yeah, but is that, uh, the, is that it. Uh, I have one. I have one more question. Oh God! It's, uh, would you would you rather take a ten minute pounding from Shaq or Shrek? Uh, I like my chances with Shrek. Yeah, the Shaq. Fi- Sha- final answer. Got it. You got to put Shaq in his prime, and Shaq in his prime. There's no one bigger yeah. than Shaq. Oh. No, Shrek. That's an I'll, automatic loss, I'll, no matter what. I'll take my odds with Shrek. Yeah, there, there you go. <laughs> but uh, uh, Devo, this has been a lot of fun. Thank you again for coming on the show and doing it again after we've had technical difficulties. I, yeah. I appreciate your time and want to wish you the best of luck going forward with next season. Thank you. Appreciate it. Thanks for having me.